Hello and welcome everybody to this week's episode of Topical Brainstorm. I'm Garrett Fox. I'm joined here today by Christian Larson. Christian, how are you? I am doing well. Nice. How are, how are you? Uh, yeah, I've been better. I've been worse. Why? Yeah. Ah, no reason, you know. Just I've been better. I've been worse. <laughs> if you had to rate if you had to rate your weekend on a scale I actually, of 1 to 10. I actually had a really good weekend. I went, it was my mom's birthday yesterday. Ah, uh, I saw that on Facebook. Happy Did birthday, Laurie. You better have posted on her timeline. Gosh. I absolutely did not, but. <laughs> that's funny. So my mom and my sister actually share a birthday. Oh, that's fun. So we, I went down and we all surprised my mom. Um, and then we all got in the car and drove up to Idaho where my sister lives. Oh. And we surprised her. Nice. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really good. Uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good weekend. How was yours? Uh, it was good as well. Uh, didn't do anything that exciting. Went and saw my in-laws, uh, yesterday, hung out with them. I lost at a game of Catan. I lost at two games of Catan this weekend, actually. Pretty bad, both times, but... I hate that game. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. That game's fun. Yeah. Just, I don't know why. I played it on my mission one time. And maybe it was just the people I was with, but I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up playing that game. My family introduced it to Kylie, and we've now introduced it to Kylie's family, and... We all like it, but I definitely get competitive and frustrated way too easily. Yeah. And yeah. I lost pretty bad a couple times this weekend. Once just Ooh. to Kylie and once to her whole family. <laughs> Ouch. That's rough, man. But it happens. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, I hate losing, though. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. All right. Well, how'd your goals go, man? Well, it's only been three days since we recorded last, and it was all pretty much a weekend, so I don't really have anything to report on as far as my not being on my phone habit goes. I have, you said I you have, said you were going to bring a health goal into this week. Yeah. Again, it's only been three days, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one more episode to decide... But I, I definitely have motivation to do that because I want to feel better, want to be healthier, and I want to have good habits. Yeah. But give me one more episode and I'll come up with, with something. That's fair, man. Do you uh, have anything to report on? Uh, I read a little bit this weekend, which nice. was nice. Yeah. What you, what you reading? Well, I read the chapter in the book that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we're discussing today. um i also so my brother-in-law got me a book for christmas i recently finished that one what was it that was it's called reboot um it's about it's actually written for ceos to 
help them better lead their companies by understanding themselves and what type of leader they are. It was good. The guy that wrote it's Buddhist, and he had a lot of Buddhist principles in there, which were new to me, but also very good and pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'm sure good. that's sure that's interesting. So that's one of my six half-read books. So check check that off the list. Yeah, down to five. Down to five. I might be lower than that. I'll actually count them up next time. Okay. <laughs> I counted them up the first time. I can't remember what number I actually was at, though. No. Yeah, I think you reported six, but... Six? Did I? Uh, that's that's what I remember. And then that's probably accurate, and I'm down to five, so... <laughs> okay. There we go. Well... There we go. I actually have one other thing to report on. In our last episode, we mentioned how, in the book, it says men... Men's actions are what determine the success of a relationship. I tried to do some research on that. I found an article by the guy, a guy named Kyle Benson, but he works for the Gottman Institute, which is oh. obviously John and Julie's institute, uh, where they do continued research and all that. And he says a couple things that kind of clarified and... and uh, just gave more information on that tidbit of knowledge that we all wanted proof of. He basically says, I'm going to find the specific phrase. Okay. When men learn how to accept their partner's influence and work toward a win-win solution, the outcomes are wonderful in heterosexual marriages in a long-term study of 130 newlywed couples we discovered that men who allow their wives to influence them have happier marriages and are less likely to divorce so i think at least a little bit that explains how men men's actions are what determine the success the success of a relationship because some men are, I think, stubborn and want to be the king, want to be in charge. And maybe they they don't allow their wife to influence them. You know, they want to be in charge. They want to be, they want to wear the pants. And maybe doing that is, is uh, over time, really harmful to a marriage. But yeah, no, that makes sense to me, though. Yeah, one other line from this article it says if heterosexual men in relationships don't accept their partner's influence there is an 81 percent chance that a marriage will self-implode so they talk about yeah i don't like accepting a partner's influence that's a phrase that they probably clarify better somewhere in here but more or less it sounds like that's an issue that mostly applies to men they don't want to accept their partner's influence which honestly makes sense to me because as a man, I like to be in charge. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure women do too, though. So I don't know. Maybe that's a question for our next womanly guest. Yeah. Maybe so. maybe Kylie will have something to say on that. But not that she's going to be our next guest. But yeah. I will I will show her this and see if she has input and I can report on it. But. Interesting. Anyway, okay. Hopefully, that's interesting to people. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to me. Well, good. All right. Um, 
so this chapter, uh, we, we're switching sections here. This section is mostly, well, it's about dating and how to be attractive to the female eye, which is what I need to focus on. <laughs> so this is this is some good stuff. Um, the first thing it talked about is w- uh, women are attracted to confidence, intelligence, and high social status. Christian, what do, what do you think about that? It makes sense. Definitely makes sense. I the notes I took on this chapter, I basically made a chart. I said basically again. <laughs> Just kidding, that's your thing, but I'm sure I say it too often. I made a chart of good things that men can do to attract women and bad things because I feel like most of this chapter was him naming things that are good and some are bad. And and the first one, like you said, and potentially, well, kind of the baseline for this whole chapter of good things you can do is is be confident. And I loved the story he used at the very start. He talked about this guy named Jonathan and how he was sitting at the head of the table and he was giving commands and the f- the five people sitting around him were all listening and he was in charge, you know? And there was this girl that was kind of into him, kind of not, that gone on a few dates and she witnessed this. She felt a spark and they ended up getting married. It turns out that that was simply a game of Dungeons and Dragons and he was the dungeon master but the confidence and the expertise that he was demonstrating was attractive, you know? And I think yeah. it comes down to being confident in in your sphere of whatever you're good at, whatever you're passionate about. If you're confident and knowledgeable and you have high social status, even just in that group, that can be that can be a very attractive thing. Yes. And to balance that out, he goes, or they, John and Julie, go into the difference between being uh, confident and being arrogant. And they talk about how arrogance will drive away uh, women faster than you can say, uh, I think <laughs> I think it was, can you shave my back for me or something? Which is true. Uh, no one <laughs> likes arrogance or back hair. Excessive back hair. (laughs) So, um, actually, I'm sure some women do. I don't know. I don't know what women are into. Yeah, you probably shouldn't say no, but. Yeah, I I can't say that. I apologize. That was an overgeneralization. Um, But, yeah, women are are attracted to this expertise. It doesn't matter what it's in. And he talks. I liked his Napoleon Dynamite reference. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, John and Julie write that Napoleon had it almost right when he talks about women like men with skills. doesn't matter what your skills are as long as you're, you seek to be top-notch in, in whatever you're interested in. That is what's interesting to women. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you can show them your confidence and your the interests you have, you have to first be able to attract them by sending um, almost subconscious cues to them that you're interested. And they send these sometimes conscious, but most of the time unconscious cues to you, letting them know or letting you know that they are approachable. And that's 
when, according to John and Julie, you should make your approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kind of lay, they kind of lay out a pretty pessimistic view where they say, before you can get her, you know, to see you in your area of expertise, you have to get her to talk to you. And in order to do that, you have to get her interested in talking to you. And in order to do that, you have to get her to note, to notice that you exist on this planet of 7 billion people of which 50.4% of them are men. So it's kind of a pessimistic view. And they're like, does that sound like a lot of work? And, but then they come in and they say, it's really not because a lot of it is, yeah, nonverbal. A lot of it is just the way you carry yourself and um, a few of these other things we're going to talk about. But one really interesting point they make is that it's the woman who ultimately controls whether or not a man approaches her, which is also very interesting. Very interesting. And it's also, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, the only women I've ever really approached are women that I felt comfortable approaching because they, you know, they glanced at me and they smiled or, you know, something to that effect. That didn't necessarily mean that they were into me. It just meant that they were open to having a conversation at that point. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so like, it didn't make sense to me. Like totally. I was like, I was really skeptical when I read that. And then I was like, well, you know what? That makes sense. The first thing that you talk about is the physical attraction that women have. And apparently women are attracted to men with symmetrical faces, which is 53.5% of men. <laughs> However, they talk about if you are symmetrically challenged, you can do things through body language to attract women. And that's where this whole list of things that I wrote down comes into play. A lot, well, all men, all, all humans worry about their physical attractiveness and physical appearance. It's a pretty natural thing to do. But when it comes down to it, there are so many other things that you can control that can make up the difference if you feel unattractive. And they actually give a statistic that says... Well, not a statistic, but there have been studies done that prove that everyone thinks they're more unattractive than they actually are. So men and women, regardless of how objectively attractive they are, they think they're unattractive, um, which is a bummer because that just leads to a lot of people being self-conscious and probably opting out of opportunities to meet people because they're worried about not being attractive enough. The good news, as we've said, is there are other things, your body language and such, that can make up the difference and be more attractive in other ways than simply your physical appearance. Yes. Um, the first thing they talked about that was attractive to women, um, the first non-physical thing, is taking up space. They talk about how men who occupy the space that they have, um, you know, by putting their arm around the chair next to them or just making themselves big, they are 
more attractive to women, which I found interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing this reminded me of, uh, Garrett, how do you cross your legs? Dude, <laughs> um, I cross my legs if I do so with <laughs> my right or left ankle touching my about my knee. All right. On the other leg, obviously. So a good, a good spacious leg yeah. crossing, right? You know, it's that, that's, uh, otherwise I feel like it's too constrictive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason I bring this up for our viewers, Garrett would always get weirded out and upset by men who would cross their legs just tightly, you know? <laughs> Yeah, with like their the with the back of their right knee over their left knee, for example. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean I don't know. It's it's probably not a big deal, but apparently taking up more space is better. It's more attractive. So that's another reason to uh cross your legs in the manner that Garrett explained the first time. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh they also talk about um uh, men that are successful in their approach after given the signal from women to approach were those that um you know they took up space and they made glancing behaviors which is looking in a woman's eyes and smiling at the same time otherwise it's just creepy you know to just like keep staring at them. Yeah. But uh, eye contact and, and smiling goes a long way. They talk about intragender touching, which it would be like if I'm in a group of guys, if I tap one of the other dudes on the back or something, uh, that's intragender touching. Apparently that shows dominance. The My, my favorite thing in, in that section that they talked about was women are – uh, more attracted to men who are less stressed. They can pick up on that and pick up on like cortisol levels, which is a, a stress. Um, shoot, what is that called? Neurotransmitter, Hormone. I think. Yeah. Uh, so they pick up on that. So if you're chill and laid back, uh, apparently that's more attractive, which is cool. Yeah, to go along with that, they mentioned fidgeting or nervous gestures or nervous movements, how those are unattractive and you are less likely to get positive signals from a woman if you're displaying those behaviors, which is related to the stress, I'm sure. I I found that very interesting. And I think it goes back to the confidence, the calmness, evolutionarily women want a man who can care for them, take care of them that can provide, that can protect them and putting off any, basically any behavior. It seems that contradicts your image as a protector is unattractive. And, and that makes sense. And obviously physical protection, although still important, is less important in our culture and our society and 
and all that because we're very advanced from the days of cavemen. But still, it's... Some of us are. <laughs> yeah, I guess that may have been an overgeneralization as well. I'm just... I'm just <laughs> Irregardless. Oh, hell. <laughs> Sorry, got a cough. Irregardless, those things, being a protector, being big, taking up space, confidence, those are still things that women find attractive and... It all, it, it makes sense why, you know? Yeah. It's true. Uh, so, when do you know that a woman is interested? Like, what are these approaching signals that they, that they send out? So, they mention a psychologist named Monica Moore who says she observed over 200 women at places where people meet, bars, restaurants, parties, to observe the signals that they gave. And she created a list of 52 things that women do when they flirt. And they list off a bunch of them. I tried to find the full list online. Couldn't find it anywhere. I found about 20 articles where people reference her and they mention that there's a list of 52 things but no one lists the whole full 52 things which is no, dumb that's disappointing. but she mentions probably 20 here i'll just read them off they tilt their heads they give a particular man short glances they dart their eyes if he looks they play with their hair they lick their lips they expose their necks they show their palms to the man the palms of their hands they hack up their skirts, they reveal more of their legs, they turn in their seats, they caress an object, sometimes suggestively, they walk across the room, they sway their hips, they brush by the man, touching him with parts of their body subtly. But all of those things, which that's obviously not the full list of 52, so yeah, I'm disappointed I couldn't find it. But all of those things are when women are sending the correct message to the guy to approach her. Another really interesting thing that I'll mention about this study is after doing this, this psychologist, Monica Moore, she could watch a woman do those things to a man or, or not, you know, if she was not interested. And she could predict if the man was going to approach her with over 90% accuracy. That's crazy. So these are pretty sure signs, it seems to me. Yeah, that definitely tells me that the woman is the one in control of whether of whether or not the man approaches. Ninety <laughs> percent—that's crazy high number. Yeah, it sure seems like it. So, they give an example of a woman who's super attractive, but for some reason guys don't ask her out, and they say that. <clears throat> It's not that the men aren't physically attracted to her. It's just that this woman's not giving out the right signs to approach. Uh, so if if you're a woman listening to this and you have that problem, you might might want to look into that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. Signs that a woman is not interested are also equally as important as when they are. Um, some of those signs that they aren't interested and to not approach them are 
turning away, no eye contact, scanning the room when she's talking to you, or if she's looking over your, your shoulder or something, if she yawns, you know, stuff like that. If that stuff happens, you should probably just move on. Yeah, they give a word of caution, as, as I think you said. <laughs> a lot of men think that if they can just get a woman to see how good of a dungeon master they are, that that'll suddenly change or not just a dungeon master, but whatever you're good at. Right. Yeah. They say that's, that's pretty incorrect thinking and your chances of failure. If she's showing those signs that you listed off, your chances of failure are very high. If you approach a woman anyway, and she's giving off these signs. It's better to just head for open waters and uh, try your luck somewhere else. Yeah, which is sad, but um, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last two paragraphs in this chapter are pretty good. I'm I'm just going to read them. All right. Uh, Remember to look into her eyes, stand, uh, stand up straight, uh, posture indicates confidence and don't fidget channel your inner hero your inner superman and when all is said and done if she's not interested don't make it personal if she doesn't want you you don't want her mutual attraction is the only attraction worth having biology and experience draw you to certain people and that's something you can only exert so much control over we'll discuss this in the in the next chapter Uh, actually that's just the second to last paragraph. I'm going to stop there. Um, so yeah, if you seem to not be able to attract a woman, which is kind of how I feel sometimes, it's probably something, um, you're either approaching the wrong women or you aren't doing some of these things that will make you more attractive to women. Yeah. And sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, you're good. All right. So I feel like they come back to that point multiple times about looking in her eyes and smiling and how that's kind of a good baseline for all of those other, all of those other signals, good or bad. I feel like a lot of it's going to start right there. If you make eye contact, if, if she makes eye contact, if they're smiling, if that happens a couple times, that's a really good sign that that you know she's inviting you to come talk to her. And as we said before, this is the first step, right? This book is not just to pick up women specifically, but this this book's obviously about getting a woman, finding the right one and making that relationship last. But as we mentioned, there has to be you know, you got to get their attention in some way so that whole process can start. And, and yeah, I really like just the basics. And I, I was never a big flirter. I never figured this stuff out very well. I feel like I just got lucky and uh, got to know Kylie and, and it worked out. But I feel like that's just the most basic thing, right? Eye contact, smiling. Don't be creepy about it, but yeah, I found, I found that interesting. And uh, Garrett, yeah. So now that we've covered all this, 
what do you think you could incorporate better into your interactions with with women? Here's the thing. I'm pretty good at interacting with women when I'm not super interested in them. As soon as I have interest, it all goes down the toilet, you know. <laughs> I get nervous. I, I I honestly like fidget. I can't look them in the eye. It sucks. So that's what that's where I'm going to start is just, you know, looking at them in the eye, having a good conversation with them and smiling. And uh that's something I'm I'm going to incorporate better. But I'm also I've also started using the other things. Um, like taking up more space and uh, um, shoot, what, let me get back to the list. I, I've started uh, like every once in a while, if we're around a group of girls, I'll, I'll just like tap one of my friends on the shoulder or something. <laughs> which is uh i don't i can't say if it's working but i was like hey why not try it <laughs> um so just stuff like that man um that's a good question there was something else i wanted to add uh yeah there was one other i wanted to talk about as well it mentions humor yeah i, mean, I don't know if that's the same one you had in mind but it talks about how Women find funny men more attractive because humor is an indicator of intelligence. So that's pretty straightforward. And I think that's one you're pretty good at. You you usually get people smiling and laughing, so <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's at my expense, but you know. <laughs> no, I've I'm actually I've been told that. I've been told by a lot of women that like my roommates are dating, for example, that I'm pretty funny, which is weird that i can't be funny in front of girls that i'm actually attracted to (laughs) or you know have the ability to actually date so because they're not taken is what i'm getting at so yeah there's that um thanks for calling me intelligent man that was nice in a roundabout way you're welcome (laughs) yeah uh so what you talked about as far as getting nervous, you mentioned in the in the in the second to last last paragraph that you read, the author kind of mentions channel your inner hero, your inner Superman. Yeah. And again, that's that's kind of a theme that has gone on in this book and will continue to go on, I'm sure. But to clarify that for those who didn't read the chapter. They talk about, especially with the fidgeting and the confidence versus the nervousness or the meekness, they kind of do a comparison with Superman and Clark Kent. Clark Kent, and I'm not a huge Superman follower or fan, but I understand that much that he's kind of a, a dweeb apparently until he takes his glasses off and puts the suit on and he becomes Superman. The idea is to... Yeah, channel those Superman-like qualities of taking up space, of being confident. Not arrogant, but confident. And not that you have to pretend to be someone you're not, but channel those parts of you when you're in these interactions. And I think that maybe, maybe, I don't know, could help with the the nervous situation, you know? 
just try to go in it with confidence, whether you're feeling that or not and seeing how it works out. <laughs> yeah. That's easier said than done. My oh, friend. <laughs> I know 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. No, I don't know what it is, but I need to start paying, paying attention to what I'm feeling as these things happen to me. And just like, I don't know, maybe I just need to write down like what's happening to me, what's going through my head. Cause I, I gotta figure it out, man. Cause there's something that just like, it, it's almost like it just clicks in front of me. And I'm like, wow, I'm scared of this person. <laughs> I, I don't, not scared, but I don't know, man. I can't explain it. It's really weird. It is odd. Yeah. I, I am relieved to be married for a, a lot of a lot of good reasons, right? But those it's nerve wracking. I was never good about interacting with with women back when I was, you know, trying to figure that whole thing out. I never got good at good at it, as I said. I feel like I just yeah, I got to know Kylie, we became friends and then attraction and all that came came later, I feel like, for both of us. But you lucky bastard. It's, it's nerve-wracking, so sorry <laughs> that you're <laughs> having to figure this out and uh, that this whole chapter is focused on you. But Hey, you know what? That's what, that's what we signed up for. That's what you signed up I'm, for. I'm <laughs> learning. As this is good for me, it's good stuff to know for sure. Yeah. Um, now, uh, unfortunately, I don't really have anywhere to go to meet women right now because everything's shut down, but... One day, I hope to be able to use these principles. <laughs> One day, hopefully soon. Hopefully. I don't have anything left to add. Yeah, I'm just looking at my list. I think I think we got it all. Beautiful. All right. Well, hopefully we covered that topic adequately. For any other single men listening. Yes, hopefully it was uh, enlightening and and uh, fun. <laughs> it was fun uh, for me. I had fun. <laughs> I hope we should we should get people to post on our Instagram about like the times they've been nervous on dates or something. Oh, and read some of them on the po- podcast. I think that'd be fun. All right. We'll get Kylie who is our social media manager to, to ask that question. What for all you listening, what have you done to be less nervous in those situations? You know? Yes. Why, why were you nervous in those situations in the past? Let's get some feedback. If I knew that I'd just stop being nervous and I haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) Yeah. Help carry it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. 